Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. Uh, and on this episode, uh, I want to talk about how the words we use can define our actions. Um, this is, as with all of the uh, of the solo uh, episodes that I do, uh, based on uh, things I've been thinking about, conversations I've been having, uh, feedback that we've gotten uh, from uh, from you guys, the, the listeners, and uh, this is something that uh, that's that keeps coming up, um, uh, or has kept coming up uh, over the last. Uh, several months, and so uh, it's something that I've given a lot of thought to. And so, what I what I mean by uh, how the words we use can define our actions is that we we as athletes <clears throat> don't often uh, think about language having an impact on our performance. Uh, we think about our athleticism through the lens of uh, our physical output and um, what we. Um, the workouts we do, you know, how we push our bodies. And of course, we know there's a mental component there. So how we push our bodies and our minds. Um, but it, it's, it has come up and it has struck me that we don't, um, we don't often incorporate um, uh, how we think about language and the words that we use to describe um, our athleticism, describe our goals, our actions. We don't uh, we don't often put thought um, into that language and understand if and how that can have an impact. So there's been some really, uh, I've had some really great conversations um, and, uh, and I want to elaborate on this idea of how the language we use, specifically, again, through the lens uh, or as always through the lens of athleticism, um, can impact uh, our performance um, and how we how we go about uh, reaching our full potential. So, um, without further ado, uh, let's uh, let's dive in. Before we get started with this week's episode, I'm so excited to announce that we're welcoming Inside Tracker as our first official sponsor to the podcast. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping other individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value and the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So when you do what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work has uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. So despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way, towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So for a limited time, 
Endurance Minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com slash endurance minded and enter your name at the bottom of the page to take advantage of your 25% discount. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com slash endurance minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. I want to uh, I want to start by doing a little bit of a I guess a humble brag for um, about um, the team that I work with uh, at TEC. Um, as as many of you know, um, in my uh, my professional life, uh, I am uh, the founder and uh, and and head coach at Thomas Endurance Coaching. Uh, we have a fantastic team uh, of coaches uh, and nutrition professionals uh, that I get the great privilege of working with. Um, and so one of the primary conversations or series of conversations that I've, um, that I've been able to have, um, actually came from a a team meeting that we have. So, uh, we, we met as a team, uh, a week or so ago and, and we, as an exercise, um, started off our meeting with, uh, what our word of the year is. So here we are coming into the early part of 2022, and we wanted to um, start with an exercise that would help to um, help to capture what you know what our desired kind of spirit is for the year, um, how that encapsulates um, who we are, who we want to be, the goals that we have, um, <clears throat> whether they are professional or athletic, <clears throat> and. Um, I, I I put this out to the team uh, that we were going to talk about our word of the year, and and I had no expectations about what that word was going to be. Um, it was just um, again, it was an exercise to kind of get us in uh, in, in the right mindset uh, before we we started uh, to talk about what we needed to talk about uh, as a team. So what what happened was is that we went around and everybody started to uh, to mention their uh, their word of the year and elaborate on that word a little bit what it meant for them how they arrived at that word <clears throat> and it really struck me um, honestly kind of after the fact but um, it struck me how different those words were than uh, than what I probably expected or certainly what I am used to hearing when it comes to um, athletic individuals uh, and you know high performers um, we're talking about uh, very very motivated very um, driven uh, individuals uh, both you know professionally and personally so uh, I'll the words were in no particular order um, they were grace. Uh, listen, commit, present, patience, and permission. And those those are, to me, felt like very stark contrast to what um, to what I may have expected 
from uh, from a group of people uh, like I was uh, like I was talking to or speaking with. Um, so maybe think about the language we use as athletes. You don't typically hear language that is um, that is more permission based, that is more grace based, that is based uh, from a uh, coming from a place of being present, enjoying the process, commitment. Um, we hear words like um, you know grind, win. Uh, crush it, suffer, right? All of these, all of these words that carry a lot of weight, um, and they they can carry um, they can ca- carry a certain uh, <clears throat> kind of vibe with them as well. Uh, and so it got me thinking again about well, what does it mean when we when we choose words that align with our attitude? And align with where we want to go. So, if we if we use um, our words of the year as examples, you know, grace came from a place of needing and realizing that needing to give more grace to those around us, um, and also to to ourselves, realizing that the pursuit of our full potential is a process that is. Um, that is emotionally and physically challenging. It takes a ton of effort to to stay committed and to hold yourself accountable and to to show up on a daily basis. And and it's okay if we fall short of that sometimes. And and it and and arguably it's good because it gives us perspective. It helps us understand how we pursue our goals and what that process needs to look and feel like for us. So if we give ourselves grace, that's going to enrich the process. That's going to enrich our experience as athletes. If we give others grace, it's going to allow um, our support network around us to realize the role that they play um, and and allow them to be excited about that support. Um, They're going to be excited to give it um, as much as we are excited to receive it. We talk about listen, um, you know, listen to, uh, listen to our bodies, listen to what we need, listen to those around us, right? As athletes, we're very, very driven and we're very focused. And what that can do is that can create tunnel vision, um, where we can tune out, uh, those around us. We can tune out the input from our bodies, um, and we can tune out input from those that care about us or those that need uh, our support. And so we need to listen. Um, we need to listen to the cues that we get on a daily basis and understand that on any given day, that process may need to be um, more nuanced um, or we might need to, to receive some information or some input and integrate that into uh, to our approach um, it doesn't mean that that our approach is wrong, but that others can add value to it if we listen. Uh, committing, uh, commit. So committing to ourselves, you know, committing to being the best version of ourselves, um, and and knowing that that often means um, that that can take on lots of different shapes and forms. Uh, so, you know, certainly there's a, a, an athletic component to that. There's a training consistency component, um, how we show up for ourselves, how we carve out time 
for the things that we care about for our goals. Um, and, but also that committing to the best version of ourselves is also going to be uh, that we give ourselves some grace, that we listen, uh, that we be present, we have patience. Um, so um, knowing that that commitment piece doesn't necessarily mean a, you know, all encompassing drive uh, to our goals that we can, um, that there are some, um, some stops along the way, uh, and that those might not be what we thought they would look like, but if we listen and again, we commit to the best versions of ourselves that, um, that that'll be what's best for us, uh, being present, <clears throat> enjoying the process, knowing that it's not a straight line. You know, I've talked about this at length, um, on this podcast and, and that, that the commitment to the process is so much more important than the commitment to the goal, because the process is what you have to be invested in. Um, that's what's going to get you to your goal. And that's also going to be the hardest thing to commit to. It's really easy to sign up for a race and commit to that. It's much harder to commit to the process and understand the value that that process brings in route to that, to that goal. So being present and knowing that, on any given day, what you're doing is the highest and best use of your time. And that's the thing that's going to lead you to your, to your goal. Having patience. This is a huge one. You know, I would say as, as athletes, I can speak from personal experience. We often really try to rush the process, right? We want to reach our full potential, reach that peak fitness, see improvements, um, and we want to see it fast. You know, we want to put in the work and and that we want that to lead somewhere. And, and of course, that's that's the goal of of training. That's you know, that's one of our one of our primary drivers as athletes. But we have to have patience. And where I see this shine most brightly is that so often athletes, we try to overload ourselves, we try to rush that process. We say, okay, well. If some is good, more is better. Um, and what that creates is, is a boom and bust mentality, right? We can't sustain that process, that mentality, that workload um, forever and ever. Um, and so it keeps us um, <clears throat> it keeps us away from our full potential because consistent effort over uh, over long periods of time uh, is what matters most. And so patience is important. And then permission, giving ourselves permission to feel all of the things that I just mentioned, to, to, to uh, exhibit uh, grace, to listen, commit, be present, have patience. Um, as, <clears throat> as athletes, we, don't, um, we have a hard time giving ourselves permission to do anything but be performance-driven. Um, and this is really kind of the crux of, of what got me thinking ab about this, this language component is, is it's permission based. We don't, um, we don't feel like we have the ability or have the permission to, to give ourselves space or to think about things, uh, in a way that provides, um, provides any sort of, uh, other way to look at the scenario other than through the lens of performance. So, you know, I'm an athlete, I'm going to work out really hard and that's going to allow me to reach my goal. Um, 
And, and of course, that, that is part of the equation. But I think if we open up, <clears throat> open up our minds a little more, maybe open up the conversation a little more, having, giving ourselves permission to understand that the language we use really, really matters. You know, if we go into at the onset of a goal <clears throat> and we go into um, to our preparation to, to, you know, whether it's a training plan or understanding our process and the language we're using doesn't um, give us permission to make space in that process, to allow for failure, um, to allow for the inevitable uh, lows as much as the inevitable highs, then it's really gonna uh, it's really gonna limit the enjoyment that we can get uh, from that process or the growth, uh, you know, personally or um, or physically that we get uh, from that process. And so, what it does is it starts to soften the edges, um, and not in a way that limits performance, but in a way that allows us to understand kind of the full scope of the athlete experience if we give ourselves permission to um, to think in a way that is more dynamic uh, about the language uh, that we use. And so again, you know, it, it, it so much of this comes from, I think, um, you know, this kind of harsh language that we so often associate with our pursuits as athletes, um, you know, I think is largely propped up by, you know, a, a, a fitness industry uh, and and marketing that supports that, right? Again, to reiterate just a few of these words, you know, grind, win, crush it, suffer, um, you know, and, the, and those are, those are fun to throw around. I mean, you know, that is such a, such a, a, a fun part of being an athlete is just, you know, this, this idea that we can keep pushing on and we do have endurance and we can, you know, suffer when needed. Um, but, but it's not all the time, you know, and I think we can get that confused sometimes where we, we buy into that language or we commit to that language at an early stage. And then it doesn't allow for any context. It doesn't free up any space when, um, when we need more space, when we need a more dynamic approach to how we're pursuing our goals, when days um, get really busy and we miss workouts, when life gets really hectic and we're having a hard time prioritizing ourselves, when we're feeling overly tired or fatigued and things just don't feel like they're going the right way, um, that's when we need more, um, more permission-based language. You know, that's when, um, suffer, grind, these types of words can start to get in our way because it, because then it tells us that the answer is just to, to keep pushing, um, or to, you know, not prioritize ourselves, not prioritize what we need in that moment. And that might very well lead to burnout. You know, we might, there is a very, very careful balance that we, um, that we have to maintain as athletes, where of course, um, fitness follows fatigue. So we have to produce some fatigue. It's, we need to be tired, but not chronically, right? We, 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 
we need to understand what that balance looks like. And so again, my, my fear is that when we lean into that um, non-permission-based language too much, um, it just doesn't allow for us to understand how to, how to create that balance, right? That it's just this constant drive is what creates success or allows us to reach our full potential. And, and again, it, it is, it, it is a balance. I mean, it, you know, it's, <laughs> I've said plenty of times, you know, if you wait around for the right day as an athlete, you're going to be waiting a long time, right? Meaning that if you wait for the stars to align for you to be, you know, perfectly fueled, perfectly hydrated, rested, feeling great, everything is balanced, workload, life, family responsibilities, X, Y, and Z. If you wait for those things to all be perfect so that you can go out and, and, and get your workout in, <clears throat> you know, that's, you're going to be waiting. Um, that's probably not realistic. That certainly doesn't feel how most people move through their days. But just on the other side of that is the ability to understand that some days don't require that grind. Some days the answer is not to grind. Some days the answer is to give ourselves grace, to listen to our bodies, to commit in a way that lends itself to self-care and sustainability and long-term growth, um, to be present and patient in the process. And again, give ourselves permission to feel all of those things and realize when and how we need to implement them. Um, so, you know, I think, again, this, this is where, you know, this is why I love the the pursuit of, of athleticism or the pursuit of our full potentials, because it is such a dynamic conversation. What this process looks and feels like for each individual is going to be wildly different because we all live in different bodies, in different minds and different, you know, worlds in terms of what our external, um, you know, uh, uh, responsibilities are and what things feel like for us day to day. <clears throat> so, what I, what I hope to, uh, what I hope for you to get out of out of this conversation is that that there is an opportunity for um, a to maybe have both, right? To understand that that yes, we need to push, and we need to know that we can endure, and that. Um, you know, a certain amount of grind uh, is necessary, but it's not, it's not the only um, thing that creates success. And so again, what I, what got me down, you know, going down this path to start with was that I'm not, I, and, you know, for me, I, I don't know that I'd ever really thought about how that language impacts the decisions that I make as an athlete. I know for a fact, once I reflected on this, that when I, when I use that language exclusively, it has led to, um, to burnout, poor performance, injury, um, you know, mental and emotional fatigue related to my pursuits as an athlete. And, and, and that's not what I didn't do anybody any good, 
You know, it didn't do me good. It didn't do those around me any good. It didn't do, uh, it didn't support my ambitions and goals as an athlete. So it's, it feels like that there is an opportunity to think about the language we use as athletes and how that, um, how that may or may not be supporting um, our goals and our ambitions and, and our enjoyment of the process, our enjoyment of being athletes. You know, there, there's such a relentless mentality sometimes to, to our, you know, athletic pursuits. And that's, that's hard to sustain. You know, I've felt that myself and, you know, year after year, week after week, month after month, so on. If it feels like a grind, if it feels relentless, that's, that's not good for anyone, right? It should be, um, should be the highlight, right? It is a privilege to, um, to, to go after our goals. It is a privilege to chase our full potential, to commit to something that is bigger than we are. Um, and, and that should be something that's enjoyable. Uh, and I think, I think that language can have a big role in that, you know, and again, I've, I've seen it play out. Um, and I'm again, lucky enough to work with people that are exhibiting this and displaying this, uh, in real time. And I'm, I see, um, how they're able to use that language to, to, you know, facilitate the growth and development that they hope to see in all areas of their lives, professionally, uh, as well as, uh, from a performance perspective. Um, so, you know, I, I encourage you to pick your word of the year. Um, what I didn't realize in the moment was this exercise was really impactful. Um, and it, it really helped to reshape how I think about, um, the words we use to define ourselves as athletes, you know, and the words we use to, um, to describe our actions and to, to describe our commitment to our sport. Um, and, and again, it's not, it's not that there are necessarily good or bad words or good or bad language. It's that I think we can open up the conversation or open up, um, and expand our vernacular a little bit to allow, again, give ourselves permission to bring in some of these, um, some of these words that uh, are more supportive uh, and provide a more dynamic uh, experience uh, within um, within our you know kind of scope as athletes. So think about and pick your word of the year. It's not too late. Again, we're just a few weeks into January, and you know, use it as a mantra, you know, think about your experiences last year. Think about how that's shaped you. Um, think about the mistakes you made. Think about, uh, the wins that you had, um, you know, failures, successes. Think about what you want to do this year. Um, and then think about, or come up with a word that supports that based on where you're at, based on your experiences. Because if we just, if we just pick a word from, you know, a magazine, uh, you know, uh, runner magazine or cycling magazine or whatever it is, if we just pull from, from that 
um, from that bank of words, which again is is fairly consistent in their in their language. Um, if we just ascribe one of those words to our goals, it might not be. Uh, it might not be for us. It might not be as supportive as it needs to be. It might not be as dynamic or nuanced. And so think about what that word could be for you. And and think about whether or not that's going to support what you need, support you as an athlete, support your goals. Um, and then use it as a mantra. Um, I wrote mine um, in a place that I could see it uh, every day. And it really has been transformative. It has really one word. I didn't write any context. I didn't write a sentence about it. I just wrote a word. Um, and it's helped me think about, um, the decisions I make related to, uh, even down to interactions I have, uh, in my work interactions I have, um, in my personal life. And then of course, uh, as an athlete, how I move through my days and reach my goals. Um, you know, and that's from the decisions I make about how I schedule and integrate my training sessions into my day to my expectations for, you know, the week or the month or specific training blocks, uh, my expectations around my progress and the level of fitness that I might be at, um, at any given time. And, um, it really has, has given me a new lens to think about, um, again, my satisfaction with, with what, um, with my life as an athlete. And, you know, that's, that's a crazy thing for me. That felt really, really wild to think that just shifting language and literally one word could change, uh, could change that. But I had, you know, I had to come back to it again. It, it had to become, um, you know, a mantra of sorts, um, so that I could continue to integrate that into my daily practices. Um, but once I was able to do that and I keep reflecting on it daily, it really has been impactful. So again, you know, language is not something that we typically think about as athletes, right? We think about performance, we think about action. Um, and, and those are great. We, we of course need those. It does require that to move the needle. <clears throat> but I was, I was really struck. And I hope again, that you'll take away from this, that, that I think there is an opportunity for uh, a, a more broad discussion around the language we use um, and specifically picking language that supports our goals, uh, that supports us as individuals, supports us as athletes. Um, and if we arrive at that language uh, and we ensure that it's supportive, it is going to make the experience much, much more enjoyable, much more fruitful. And that at the end of the day is all we can hope for, right? We should enjoy the process. Um, even the days that it's hard, even when we have to get up early, stay up late, get in a workout, make sure that those pieces fit together. That process should be enjoyable. And if we're talking about it um, using language that supports that process and supports our goals, I promise you it will be um, that much more enjoyable and keep you at it for, uh, um, for, for, for longer, uh, which is, which is the goal. We don't want burnout. Um, and we don't, uh, want an apathetic, uh, athlete. We want somebody who's excited and, uh, realizes the, the true potential, um, that they have. So, uh, as always, 
Thank you guys so much. Um, keep your questions coming. Um, EnduranceMinded.com. Uh, like I said at the beginning of this show, that's where uh, I'm able to get uh, a lot of these uh, these topics for the solo conversations. And I really appreciate your feedback. So EnduranceMinded.com. Send us a note. Let us know what you think, uh, how we can help, what you're thinking about. Um, and rate, subscribe, share with a friend. Uh, it is extremely important and valuable. Uh, it means so much to me uh, and uh, for all uh, podcasts. So if you're listening to the show uh, and you haven't done that yet, uh, go to your favorite platform uh, and give us a, a rating, uh, subscribe, share, and uh, I would really appreciate it. Um, and as always, thank you guys so much. Appreciate the support and I'll see you next time on Endurance Minded.